everyone. Welcome back to Personalization Outbreak Podcast, a podcast where we have honest discussions with people committed to redefining the meaning of leadership. Now, today we'll be talking about general counsel. What is general counsel? What does a general counsel do? And how do we go beyond general counsel responsibilities in today's age of personalization? Now, our guest today, Stacey Bratcher, is the vice president and general counsel at Cottage Health the largest healthcare provider in California's Central Coast region. Now, from 2014 to 2018, Stacy served as the commission chair on the Los Angeles County Hospital Board of Supervisors. And in 2020, Stacy was on the executive committee for the Go Red for Women campaign in support of the American Heart Association. So before we get started, please click the like button below, share it with your colleagues, and subscribe to our social media and YouTube channel at Glen Yopis. Let's get started. The 2022 season of Personalization Outbreak Podcast is brought to you by City of Hope, a world leader in the research and treatment of cancer, diabetes, and other life-threatening diseases. City of Hope has been ranked among the nation's best hospitals in cancer by US News and World Report for over a decade. Learn more about City of Hope at cityofhope.org. You are listening to Personalization Outbreak, a podcast about the collapse of traditional corporate standards in today's more personalized world. I'm Glenn Yopis. I'm a leadership strategist, author, contributor to Forbes, and founder of the Leadership in the Age of Personalization movement. On this show, I'm interviewing executives across multiple sectors to find out how the balance between standardization and personalization can exist. Stacey, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you today. Thank you, Glenn. This is a real privilege. I really appreciate the opportunity for a conversation with you. Well, of course, this is going to be a lot of fun. And look, we all know right now that we live in some unprecedented times. And, you know, part of this process is just trying to figure out how to pivot, you know, what we interrupt and how we assess our current situation uh, so that we can start making the right decisions and solve for the right thing. So based on that, I mean, clearly you are a lawyer. And this is probably one of those groups that many people misperceive or misunderstand. So can you give us a sense, Stacey, of what is a healthcare general counsel and why did you choose healthcare as a career path? Well, that is a great question because I will say I am miscast quite a bit. Um, with people when they find out my career is general counsel. Their first instinct is that I go to court every day or that I go through a big stack of contracts on my desk. And um, I will say I do neither of those two things. Um, my, my primary goal and my primary function as a general counsel is to help the organization with strategy, prevention, and problem solving. So you may not know this, but healthcare is one of the most highly regulated industries uh, in the country, second probably to nuclear power. Um, and as a result, there are just innumerable laws and regulations. And so every day I'm faced with what to answering questions. What is the what is the law? What is the rule? Uh, does it apply to us? If it does, 
uh, how can we comply and not interrupt our business? Um, and if we're not compliant, what do we do about it? Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there for, like I said, creative problem solving. And um, I really feel like I sit sort of at the right arm of business to help us serve our patients better and um, make the organization a better place to be. So help me with this, uh, Stacy. That's been general counsel today. Where do you see general counsel? Council and healthcare going tomorrow? Well, I uh, actually just got back from a conference um, out of town with a bunch of my colleague uh, general counsels. And I have to say, there's going to need to be a lot more of us because uh, the government really has their foot on the gas in terms of regulating healthcare organizations. Um, the successful general counsel in the next season um, of our industry is somebody who is to, to use an overused metaphor, looking where the puck is going. So um, looking towards digital, um, but, but also looking at opportunities for patient engagement. Um, I think you we're seeing a lot of expansion in the retail space. And from the healthcare provider standpoint, I don't think we've done traditionally a great job of engaging with our patients. Um, in terms of their whole person. Um, and I think that there's a big opportunity for us to do more there. Well, you know, this kind of reminds us of why we're even doing this podcast to begin with. I mean, we have to find that right balance between, you know, standardization and personalization. And one might assume that general counsel is very much involved in influencing those standards. What are your views? Well, I think, um, as we've talked before, I think that there's a balance. Um, again, leaning on the regulatory environment for healthcare, you have to, there, have, there are rules and we have to have some standardization to meet those rules. However, in order to be competitive and relevant in the new, the, the new uh, age, we can't just approach every patient, every situation as a one size fits all. Um, I think engaging with the staff and um, being seen as a problem solver and a partner as an attorney is just really crucial to being successful in the role. So what are some traits of this, uh, of general counsel that really lend themselves to um, helping us find that balance between standardization and personalization? What do you think? Well, one of the things I worked on a lot uh, during the last two years where we had a little bit more um, time since we were working in our pajamas at home um, <laughs> was to try to really become a better listener. Um, and, you know, lawyers are because of the training you get in law school, you're trained to know the answer and be ready with the answer. <laughs> and I found in my travels that, first of all, I don't always know the answer. And if I come uh, with an answer in mind, I'm doing what we call all, already listening, meaning you and I are having a conversation. You're trying to share with me what your problems are, what your challenges are, but I've already heard it because I already know what the answer is. Mm. And I think that our, to be successful, to really be that next generation general counsel, we've got to leave all that behind. We, I really have to meet whoever it is, where they are, and, and be very present and listen to what their needs are. And I guess to your point about personalization, that is how, you know, the legal strategy or the legal advice can evolve to actually truly be personalized and not be 
you know, wrote one size fits all that we're used to. Makes a lot of sense. So, you know, many people on this note think that think of law as just, you know, black and white, no gray, and that lawyers are the department of no. So how do you push a legal department past such typecasting? Uh, it is a challenge. Uh, again, most lawyers are trained, you know, and, and especially lawyers coming out of big law firms are trained uh, with a very conservative, you know, no is a safe place because if I give you no, then you're never going to make any decisions or take any risks. Um, I like to say I'm the department of yes, if. Hmm. So I, I come from a place of yes, always um, that our job is to facilitate getting the business to the objectives that um, and the strategies that they're trying to reach. Um, and so I really have spent over my career in the teams that I've led drilling into them time and time again about the yes, if mentality. Furthermore, you know, lawyers also love to document things. And if you deal with lawyers with any degree of frequency, you'll get many, many emails that are volumes and paragraphs and single spaced and cited, but that's not really useful. That is a standardized approach. Um, the real, the real personalized approach is to pick up the phone and to, to listen and noodle through with you, you know, what is it you're trying to accomplish and how can we get there? So I, I try to coach around those two things, ensuring really authentic connection and communication and um, coming from a place of yes. So tell us a little bit about, you know, why, uh, that, why it's so important for you to have, you know, authentic connection. I know that that matters to you. And, and I would think, and maybe I'm wrong and perhaps I'm, I'm stereotyping myself, but <laughs> how do we start seeing lawyers uh, that have, maybe not been viewed as empathetic and compassionate people as people who really care about having authentic connections because in oftentimes uh, beyond policy and regulation, I mean, the impact that you have is immeasurable on people. Um, well, I, I think the only coaching I can give is to the lawyers in the room um, and, and just to, you know, there's been a lot, talked about about around vulnerability, that that's um, really important um, to for leaders to to both be open to hearing that from from others, but also to showing that. And with the lawyers training, again, that you're very conditioned that you're supposed to know the answer and you're supposed to present it in a certain way. And I find it's really refreshing and to I get a stronger connection with my clients when I tell them I don't know. This is what I think it might be, but this is an area I'm not familiar with. Um, and so letting go of that needing to be right and needing to know everything um, helps really, I think, solidify that connection, which, as you mentioned, is, is really important to me. So how do you as general counsel, Stacy, influence strategy and growth you know, at your organization? And in fact, how do you define growth? Well, I think, first of all, growth can mean many different things. I mean, certainly there can be revenue growth, uh, size growth, number of employees, number of offices, countries, et cetera. Um, but also, I think there needs to be growth in, in mission. You know, we're not, you know, Cottage Health is a 125-year-old organization, and we're committed to the community. But what the community is, 
changes, you know, um, it, we were at one point very local in Santa Barbara, and now we're up and down the central coast, the needs of, you know, patients in one part of the county versus another are maybe very different. Um, the, the changes in socioeconomic, um, situations, there's so many more homeless people than they're used to. Um, I guarantee a hundred years ago, cottage wasn't involved in population health, going out and giving vaccines to homeless people in the streets or helping them with housing. Um, so growth is, you know, that was sort of the second part of your question, but I see growth in sort of a very broad, uh, sense, um, in terms of the role of the, the general counsel, I mean, we have a very unique um, vantage point in that we see the whole horizon of the organization. So um, I don't have just one vertical that I'm worried about. I'll get inquiries and have issues all across the organization. And I may, might make connections um, because of that. The organization may not realize, oh, we've got a problem with our a health record that this is coming up, you know, in HR, but also in our medical staff. And they may just may not be aware of that, but somebody might've called me from three different departments asking about that. Um, the other thing is, you know, general counsel's in a very special situation because we're, like I said, at the right arm of leadership. We have access to the senior decision makers where Many times in many organizations, um, that's not always accessible to rank and file. So I personally, I take I, I put a lot on my shoulders with that. I think it's a, a very um, special and important responsibility I have. And so I always put myself in the position of somebody without that access. And what would I want to make sure leadership knows? Well, it seems to me that, you know, part of what you're doing is something that's been against standardization for a while is that. You know, standardization is about creating these silos and and and, and almost uh, almost promoting a sense of division. While personalization, what you're trying to do is bridge those silos and be much more you know boundaryless in how you you know show up and influence across the entire organization. Absolutely, I hate silos. I can't stand it. I really can't. Um, and so, to the extent I can bring people together. Um, and facilitate those conversations. I've done that many, many times where, again, these folks may be contacting me for different reasons or different sides of the same uh, problem. And I'll bring us together and, and really try to focus on breaking down those barriers in communication. So maybe that's another area where this role uh, is evolving, right? You're having to be more of a collaborator, more of connecting the dots helping people recognize that, you know, maybe different departments uh, are actually contributing to a particular solve that you can then just, it, then you can be more um, efficient in getting to the root cause of things. Thoughts? Yeah. yeah, you've got, you just hit it right on the head. Absolutely. And, you know, to your earlier question about what is the future of, of the GC, I mean, having that collaborative orientation and and seeing that as your responsibility and your opportunity, I think is a way is, is going to be imperative going forward for lawyers in the in-house environment. Well, and so let's continue with this evolution of, of the role. I mean, so in many respects, maybe this is the role that helps healthcare become more inclusive operationally and even with our patients. Yeah. 
You're getting me really pumped up for my uh, career choice here. <laughs> well, look, it, I mean, let's face it. There's so much happening in the legal world right now, uh, whether it's healthcare or corporate or large corporate uh, employers. I mean, I think we're starting to revisit policies and procedures like never before. And uh, in healthcare, I mean, we all know that what we're here to make our institutions more patient centered. But as we've learned, uh, maybe we haven't been so much. So who knows? Maybe that's another area that you could influence. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you and I talked about an article I did at the beginning of the year uh, around the No Surprises Act, yeah. which, you know, I think that really showcases how uh, my approach to legal issues, you know, the government's just going to keep issuing regulations and providers could choose to look at No Surprises as just another box to check, another burden to take on. But it really is an opportunity to, to, force us to look at the whole patient and to have some conversations around topics that we typically don't until after care is delivered. Um, that's something that I'm really, is really important to me is, is making sure we're looking at the whole person and not looking at them as a disease or a condition. Who would have thought that legal would be part of that discussion? <laughs> I, I, I applaud you. So as we get close to wrapping it up here, boy, time flies. How can legal advice actually impact the company's brand and have expectations of and how have expectations of counsel change? In fact, as you think about this, what is the impact that general counsel has on board of directors? Um, well, I mean, th those those questions actually go really nicely together. So uh, a long time ago, I used to think it's not my job. You know, my job is to tell, give the business, these are, this is the risk profile. You could do this. It's more risky. You do this. It's less risky. It's legal or it's not. And um, I think that nowadays where company ethos, uh, companies are really judged on their ethos and, and the, the brand, the brand is more than just a logo. And mm -hmm. if, if lawyers aren't cognizant of that and giving me advice, like you are, you're in the wrong spot because there's plenty of things that are legal, perfectly legal to the letter of the law, but they just don't taste good. <laughs> um, and so to the extent that I, I have advised a lot of boards um, throughout my, my career, and I would say now, as I sit here today in 2022, I'm giving them not just what the law is, but I'm also giving them, but this is what I would do if I were you in your shoes. Yeah, you see, what's happened today is that you've helped uh, start the discussion around the new identity of general counsel, not just in healthcare, but across all industries. Stacy, I can't thank you enough for your time. Any parting thoughts or wisdom you'd like to share? Well, thank you again, Glenn. This has been, a, as always, an unexpected conversation. And I, I think I learned a lot about myself, even in our short time together. I guess uh, to, to the audience, I would just say, you know, lawyers are people too. There's a lot more going on um, under the surface than those long emails or the, the department of no. So take some time and try to get to know us a little bit. You might be surprised. That's sound advice. And as we close every show, when you lead in the age of personalization, you will see things that others don't do what others won't and keep pushing when prudence says quit. Thank you for your time, Stacey. Really appreciated you today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Personalization Outbreak. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. 
If you enjoyed the content, visit ageofpersonalization.com to check out our free streaming video series and learn how to get involved in the movement. I'm Glenn Yopis. I wish you a good day. And remember, without strategy, change is merely substitution, not evolution. Learn more about City of Hope at cityofhope.org.